Hi, this is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, and today I'm very excited to have freelance illustrator Courtney Mayo with me today. Hi, Courtney. Hi. Thank you so much for being on my podcast today. I'm happy to be here. So my question to start off with, can you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Um, I'm a freelance illustrator and artist. Um, I was born and raised in Texas, and I got my BFA and MFA from SCAD um, in illustration. And I work primarily in stationery and greeting cards and um, repeat patterns, stuff like that. That's the industry that I work primarily in. Um, yeah, <laughs> service design. Yeah, I uh, went to your website, and um, your stuff is gorgeous. It's very um, joyful and colorful, and I could see it in a variety of different markets um, for the surface design, and, and it's just, it's great work. Thank you. So the first question I'm going to, um, the second question, actually, that I'm going to ask you is, <laughs> can you talk about the first time you remember um, feeling like you were an artist? Um, I honestly don't have any particular memory for that, um, but I have always been interested in art. Um, ever since I was a little kid, I was always drawing. It was my favorite pastime, um, and I've taken art classes growing up in high school. All of the um, places I had an option to take art, um, that, was, that was what I wanted to pursue, and just as long as I can remember. Can I ask you, since you went to, got your BFA in illustration at SCAD, um, so kind of, how did you pinpoint that you know knew you wanted to go to art school, and did you kind of already know at that point that you were going to major in illustration? I did not know at that point um, that I wanted to major specifically in illustration. I did know um, going into college that I wanted to do something creative and something art related. Um, and actually I wasn't sure. I, I had the opportunity to go to SCAD. Um, and then I had, um, a state school that I was considering as well. Mm -hmm. And my line of reasoning was that I don't know for sure what I want to end up doing, yeah. but right now I know that I want to do something art related and it would be silly to go to, to not give myself uh, every advantage in pursuing that. Um, and I figured SCAD was the best place for that. And then once I was at SCAD, um, after my first year, I figured out that illustration is definitely the major I'm most interested in because of how versatile it is. Okay, so you did your bachelor's degree and then you went and got your master's degree from SCAD. So how did you know that you wanted to get your master's degree and um, back at SCAD, I guess. So how did that journey happen? <laughs> yeah. Um, so after graduating undergrad, um, I worked for a while, a few different creative jobs. And um, I've always liked the idea of having the option to mm -hmm. teach um, okay. at the collegiate level. Mm -hmm. And the MFA is required um, to be able to do that and I just figured it was a good time to go back to school if I got too settled in a career I just knowing myself probably wouldn't um go back to school so I thought if I wanted to have that as an option down the road um now is the time to do it so I ended up going back and getting my MFA as well 
Um, and SCAD is very, um, I just loved the community at SCAD and the professors were great. Um, so I, I, and I loved Savannah actually. Mm -hmm. So that's how I ended up back at, um, SCAD. There's actually not very many, um, MFA programs for illustration either. And at that point I knew I'm, I'm pretty dedicated to the illustration, uh, area. So was that your, was your thesis, um, concentrating on surface design then when you were doing your MFA? Yeah. Um, so in a sense, it also had to do with some, um, environmentalism and it was kind of like how we can use surface design to, um, send a message, I guess, but not in a, an overtly PSA sort of way. Um, so it was, I did mine on endangered animals, um, and raising awareness for endangered animals through surface design. So, um, like patterns on products and bags and book, you know, different things like that. Illustrations on everyday products that you can see around you and just highlights the beauty of these animals. Oh, interesting. Because, you know, um, this... I think I was fated to interview you because before I even got your um, website and information from SCAD's um, career center, I had started looking at some of the theses that were published and I remember oh, yeah. yours because I was like, oh, oh, yeah, I do because it was the endangered animals and you had these yeah. cute little products and the, the animal prints and stuff. Uh -huh. um, yeah, so I recognized your artwork and I was like oh and then I went to the website I was like I think that's the same thesis that I read so it's yeah. so cool yeah I loved that's it awesome. yeah it was I'm very well done you read some of it <laughs> oh yeah oh and it was like it, it was just very well done and you could see um that you had a very strong like sense of direction and your style and how you were handling your materials and techniques that you were um very you know that you're skilled in that and so it really showed in your portfolio and your thesis well thank you so much oh well, you're welcome that's awesome to hear yeah I'm a fan <laughs> so <laughs> yeah um so because I am especially particularly interested my thesis is going to be involving um because I was uh, I did my bachelor's at SCAD as well and at the time oh. I was interested in children's books and I did some trade work um, for children's books afterwards, but then I took a class with Professor Constantino um, mm -hmm. and her digital illustration class, there was one project for surface design and I loved it. I was just like, oh my goodness, why did not I not have this like in my bachelor's degree? Because <laughs> that's where I would have probably leaned into more. I mean, I love children's books, but... Uh -huh. It's kind of like a puzzle. I don't know what it is. And I love doing the little mock-ups. It reminds me of when I was a little girl and I used to do all these little things out of paper paper dolls. I would make all these things and then I put patterns all over them. And it kind of reminded me of that. It was very satisfying. Mm -hmm. I love, it's just yeah. kind of like something, it's almost zen, just making the pattern fit mm -hmm. and creating little elements to, to put the pattern together. It's just, I, I, found the same situation. I took a class with um, Professor Warner Constantino, mm -hmm. and this was actually um, senior year of undergrad is when I discovered oh. that I really was interested in um, surface design and pattern making and stuff like that. So I really kind of pursued that in my MFA. 
And I think that's great too. She's been kind of pushing that a little bit in the the illustration department that it's not just illustration isn't just, you know, editorial um, or book. Like there are more options for illustration, which is something I love about it. Yeah. And I wasn't really aware of it, but I just really enjoyed it. So I'm really excited that I'm kind of, I want to merge the two with children's books and um, pattern design because what I've always noticed is like, um, I don't know if it's the illustrator or if it's the graphic designer or if it's a bit of both, but some of the children's books that I've really enjoyed um, in my collection, they will take elements from the illustrations and then they'll make um, some kind of surface design that'll run through the end pages or sometimes mm-hmm. incorporate it into the actual um, cover. So I just was like, ooh, I kind of would like to explore that more. Yeah, I think there's some really beautiful um, surface pattern stuff. And actually, your I did take a look at your website. Your children's book illustrations are awesome. They're, like, really fun and cute. Oh, thank you. I'm going to read I think they're going to translate really well to, like, the patterning and stuff. Oh, well, thank you very much. That means a lot. Can you tell me a little bit, though, about, um, so you, your process, because your mm-hmm. illustrations, they're just so like applicable to so many different markets like so do you have a certain uh process that you kind of go like your client comes to you or you know you've got this assignment like how do you kind of work through that process to get to the final art yeah um my process varies a little bit based on each client and their specific needs Um, so some clients prefer to have a little bit more preliminary work to see what direction, um, the, the final pieces are going in and have a little more say in what they're looking for. So I give them options and then some clients just trust me to kind of go with it, (laughs) um, and give me a little bit more, um, freedom with what I'm doing. And, um, that's probably most naturally how I work is just straight I just go straight into it unless the client needs something um a little more preliminary to get started um so in that case I'll do mock-ups or thumbnails or things like that sketches and roughs um but normally I work straight into illustrator um which is something I found is really um kind of necessary for the types of jobs that I I've been doing and the surface design industry um, kind of almost requires at least some working knowledge of Illustrator. Um, So I ended up um, kind of getting into it, just jumping into the deep end um, with some of the jobs that I took after graduating. And um, I was not comfortable initially with Illustrator. And at this point now, I work primarily in Illustrator and I just kind of fell in love with it. So I know it's not for everyone and it's a little bit scary. A lot of people tend to prefer Photoshop, Mm -hmm. but um, I think Illustrator has some really great advantages. (laughs) Um, So I work directly in Illustrator, it's vector, and um, it's kind of shape-based because it's these vector shapes. So it's almost like um, like paper cut art a little bit if you think of it that way but it's like digital paper cut um so any any highlights or shadows or anything that's a separate shape um that's a you know a different color that looks to give the um kind of the impression of highlights and shadows and things like that 
Um, and then I work a little bit, just again, depending on clients' needs, with adding in some traditional textures mm-hmm. so that it doesn't look too digital um, and too slick and kind of graphic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like my process. And as I'm going, it's just very organically playing with colors and perfecting these shapes um, until I get it how I'm happy with it. <laughs> So are you tending to juggle like um, several jobs at one time when you're freelancing or are you, um, yeah, I, I wasn't sure like, you know, because I kind of, you know, imagine what's the day in the life of being a freelance illustrator? How many jobs are you having to manage or just just depend on the time of the year? I mean, I, I was just curious for <laughs> surface design, you know? Yeah. Um, it does entirely depend on just what's what's happening right now. Um, so sometimes I've got uh, several different jobs and I have to just prioritize based on deadlines and how much time each job takes um, that I'm kind of juggling at the moment. And then sometimes there's nothing and it's a little bit of a dry spell and I'm just working on my own portfolio pieces. <laughs> um, but there does tend to be kind of a typically busy season um, in the middle of summer and it's a lot of Christmas stuff. So just, it's like Christmas in July basically. And I'm listening to Christmas music while I'm drawing Santas and reindeer and little elves and stuff like that. And it's, you know, super hot out. (laughs) Funny. Yeah. So I was curious, like when you, um, because are you, do you have an agent or do you just end up finding, do clients, you know, do you send out emails? I was wondering how it went with um, getting your clients for your surface design yeah. work. Um, I'm actually, I do not have an agent and I'm looking into potentially getting one. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of lucked into a lot of the clients mm. um, that I work with regularly. Uh, some of them I was referred to through friends or co-workers or former co-workers um from the jobs that I've had before um and like the office jobs um that I've had and and the professors have been really great at helping like refer me as well um so that's one of the reasons I think networking is really important in our industry is you just kind of never know who's going to end up you know where (laughs) and who might have too much on their plate and be willing to give you a, a job or refer you or or end up in an art director sort of position and mm-hmm. need someone to be doing the type of illustration work that you're doing so um yeah that's I kind of it's just like been happenstance I guess that the clients that I've been connected to um were just kind of like organically came into my life I guess there have been a couple that I did approach through emails, um, and a little bit of persistence ended up being uh, developing a relationship with them. But uh, yeah, mostly a lot of referrals. Yeah, that's great. Well, your artwork also—I mean, I think they look at your portfolio, they go, "Oh, that's the person we want. That's the the type of look, or you know, they're going for." So I'm sure that your portfolio also, <laughs> your body of yeah, work, I think that helps you know, a lot just. Illustrator is like your unique work and style. It's just you know, it's it may be right for a project, it may be not right for someone else. So that does help a lot. It kind of hopefully speaks for itself too. 
And then I was curious. I'm sorry. I keep going off of the questions that I originally had no, sent you. Totally fine. It was, um, the next thing, is there an organization for like surface designers? Because like in children's books, there's the Society of Children's Books Writers and Illustrators. And that is a really good networking organization throughout the world for children's book illustrators and authors. Is there something like that for surface design? Honestly, I'm I'm not aware of any, um, which isn't to say that it doesn't exist, um, but I know um, Surtex is basically the the one of the big shows um, that's like the equivalent of the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators um, shows they put on, you know, twice a year, I think, um, for them, and Surtex um is kind of that surface design equivalent of the trade show although there's been a few smaller ones um i think blueprint also tends to run at the same time and that's another surface design trade show um so i think there's definitely that but i don't know if there's necessarily a network associated with that which again i, I could be just unaware of it <laughs> oh, okay i just was curious because i thought about yeah. it when your comment about networking and i never thought to mm -hmm. ask the other people i interviewed yeah <laughs> so the next thing i wanted um was wondering so when you did your mfa you're usually required to do your two um internships so to speak mm -hmm. and i was curious um what did you end up deciding for your internships because i know you said teach was something you were interested in did you do professional did you do teaching yeah um I did one of both um just to be fair so I did teach um a surface pattern class with Linda um for my teaching requirement um which was great and I've ended up teaching um a summer surface pattern class um for the past two years and We'll see about this summer. It's supposed to happen, but not sure with the pandemic. Um, but that's been really fun and great, you know, teaching experience and then also like the pattern making. It's just, it's really fun to teach that. Um, and then for my other, I did an internship with American Greetings, um, which was really a wonderful, wonderful experience. Um, and that gave me a little bit more of that greeting card, which I'd already been, you know, into that side of the industry um so that gave me a little more experience in something that i already knew i loved <laughs> oh, that's awesome like so when you yeah. do your products i was like wondering like for children's book illustrators it's almost like by the time you finish it and then you're like move on to whatever it's like you get a mm -hmm. box of books and then you're like oh i forgot i did this is it like that with surface design is it like I mean, I didn't know if the turnaround time was as quick for the products that you're putting, they're putting your designs on. Um, it actually is a little bit like that. So it's um, usually at least a year um, before something might be a product. And um, a lot of the clients, some of the clients I work with um, send me samples. And then some of the clients that I work with don't tell me whether or not the design made it all the way to um, an actual production level. Um, so it's it's kind of fun and kind of a little bit like frustrating because I want to know, but it's kind of been fun too to go into the stores that, you know, um, like I work for and just look through and see if something, you know, pops out. And my mom's really enjoyed it too, I know. <laughs> she always like lurks around the stores and asking, is this one of yours? <laughs> Oh, that's so that's cool. been kind of fun. Yeah, I would think that'd be the highlight, just saying something like, oh, that 
that's that's mine <laughs> and then it's yeah. out and then you're getting paid too <laughs> that's always a plus too yeah, exactly. there's something just really like extra fun about like seeing products with your illustration on them and that's kind of what like is magical about surface design for me it's just it comes to life in like a different way than it does in just on the page or on the screen um so that's been really cool while I worked in um, the American Greetings internship, though, I did all, I was in the e-card department, so that was much more immediate. Um, so they would upload that, and that would be ready to go and ready to send to people right away. So it just kind of depends on whether it's going on an actual physical product or whether it's digital, but, you know, turnaround times. <laughs> so how long was your internship, if you mind me asking about, at American Greetings? It was a summer. Oh, okay. Wow. So you get a good feel for what it's like working there and doing that kind of yeah. work if you like it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was fantastic. Um, really, the only reason I didn't end up there more on a permanent basis was just that Ohio is a little bit of a hard sell for me. I'm a warm weather girl. So. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Uh -huh. oh, wow. Well, um, my next question is, um, so what's your favorite... Well, I mean, surface design is obviously your favorite, but like, <laughs> is there any particular aspect of surface design? Because I was talking to a couple other surface designers, and so they work in, like, um, one was doing surface design for uh, women's products, and then there was another mm -hmm. surface designer, she's working for the children's market. Do you tend mm -hmm. to have a particular um, area of surface design that you kind of like creating work for? Yeah, I think my work um, kind of lends itself best to the children's market, and I'm most drawn to that. I love cute little animals mm -hmm. and fun little, like, patterns that are just, I just, really cute and fun. Um, so that's kind of the direction I have tended to go towards. What's the cutest thing that you've seen your surface design on that you're like, oh, this is so adorable? <laughs> Oh gosh, that's really hard. Um, a lot of the actual repeat mm -hmm. patterns um, and surface design ends up on stationary products. So it's not necessarily for children, um, but it just has that sort of like, I don't know, whimsical cuteness. <laughs> um, but I've seen on like notebooks and I've seen, I have a couple things that have been on baby onesies that have been super cute. Um, and then gift bags and wrapping paper, stuff like that. <laughs> Oh, I know. That sounds so, like, I just think they're adorable. I don't know. It's just like, I love your patterns with the animals. I think you have a really great flair for the animals. I mean, I know you did it for your uh -huh. thesis, you mentioned, but I was yeah. just like, they're just so cute. I just want to like, oh. Oh, you know, just, they're adorable. So thank uh, you so much. So, um, I was wondering, so how do you stay motivated? Because you're doing like so many like freelance jobs, you're really busy with that. And so like every project, of course, you know, are you the type, because I've talked to some illustrators, like I'm just deadline oriented. I don't have time for mm -hmm. personal projects. I just go from one job to the next. Or are mm -hmm. you doing um, things to help you refresh and so that your patterns are maybe different and unique? I mean, I'm always looking for inspiration in just different places, so that's kind of a motivating um, factor. I mean, sometimes it's a little discouraging, too, because you see something so beautiful or so amazing, and you're just like, I can't do something that great. Um, but a lot of times, it's just really motivating to see what's out there, and it just makes you want to create as well. 
And then um, deadlines definitely help where it's just like you can't really <laughs> not. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes, you know, there's definitely times where it's hard to stay motivated. Um, and I find that switching gears a little bit mm-hmm. tends to help. Um, kind of stepping away for a, a moment, um, you know, taking a walk or doing something just to relax. Or um, for me, I think still being creative, but it, in a totally different sense. Um, I like painting. So all of my client work is digital and it's on the computer and I love doing that. Um, but painting is something that almost feels like a hobby. Um, and it, it feels different enough that it's, it works as, you know, just a, a relaxing thing to do while still feeling kind of creative and keeping that momentum going a little bit. So I found that helps a lot too. Are you doing, so your paintings, are you, um, those are just for yourself? Are you, have you had any gallery shows of your personal paintings or anything like that? I have not pursued that at all. Um, I'm open to that. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no, but I haven't pursued that at all. Um, so right now they're really just for me and my closets are just kind of filling up. (laughs) So I probably need to start selling them or something. And I do give a lot of them away as gifts. Um, so that's been nice. Because, um, some of the illustrators I've talked to, they, they talk about doing, you know, they get to kind of like what you mentioned, they're kind of doing work for themselves and, you know, and it's not client based and it helps them Mm -hmm. refresh. And I, I do believe that personal projects for me, and maybe it's not for all of you, I think that's important to me. I definitely found that going back for graduate school and making time for projects that are just for me, it is so mm-hmm. satisfying. And yeah. yes, and I can kind of pace it how I want to, and it's not so, deadlines are great for getting things done, but uh-huh. sometimes I need to reflect like that moment where I can just kind of think and go back to it the next day instead of trying to grind out like a big long day on something it makes a huge difference for me personally I know everybody's different but that's just what I I think that's really valid and yeah I think it helps um it become more of like a a zen relaxing type of activity um and it also helps to I think personal projects in general, even if it's not painting, even if it's the same thing as the digital, which I love just tinkering around and making patterns for myself too. Um, I think that helps a lot because, you know, not all jobs and client work is something that you necessarily love doing. It's like, you know, you definitely get enough of those projects that you enjoy doing and you can put your kind of personal style and flair into, but there's still plenty of projects that are a little bit more strict with how they want things and the style and stuff that if you were doing it for you, you wouldn't necessarily be doing it that way. So I think that helps with like keeping creative um, and keeping like staying away from burnout, I guess. Um, So yeah. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Is it possible for you to talk about any of the maybe the jobs that you've recently finished? I know sometimes, depending on what it is, sometimes you're not allowed to talk about it, but are there any projects that you can discuss, like, um, about what you were doing and what it was for? Yeah, um, I, I can, I can discuss. Um, I've been working on, I work pretty regularly for a few different greeting card companies, so, um, that's something that's kind of always back burner, um, just developing designs for those. 
So right now, um, I'm working on spring holiday greeting cards. So Easter and Valentine's mm. Day and Mother and Father's Day, um, graduation, stuff like that. Um, and then I also work for a company that um, is sort of a go-between for a lot of larger companies. Um, so Walmart and Michaels mm. and Target and Dollar Tree and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um and working on kind of designs for gift bags and wrapping paper, um, Valentine's little uh, cards and novelty items for Valentine's and holidays and stuff like that. Um, So I've done a lot of Christmas wrapping paper designs (laughs) and some Christmas gift bags, some birthday gift bags, think those are the most recent things and recently I also worked on um some planners and calendar designs for Walmart Mexico I think that was the most recent project that I just wrapped up last week wow Wow, that's awesome you're so busy with all these fun projects (laughs) I mean um because that there is one thing like when I talk to other people who are um working and there are, because like when you're in school, it is nice because you kind of get this um, boundless creativity. And like you mentioned with clients, you kind of have to feel what their needs are and what their wants uh-huh. are. And so it is different when you step into being that freelance role and yeah. um, doing the work for the client. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> so is there a particular favorite place that you have to see art? Um, I just, honestly, I love seeing art everywhere. So like anytime that I see art, I'm happy, (laughs) um, which is part of like the magic of surface design, I think, um, is it just, you know, pushes art on different everyday items. Um, and that was a little bit about what my thesis was. Um, I just think that's, that's really great. But personally, I really love going to museums too. Um, I can just happily spend all day wandering around a museum. Um, I think there's just something different about seeing something in person and being able to like kind of get up close and see the brush strokes and the different colors and how it just physically exists. It's just totally different, I think, than seeing it on a computer screen or in a book. (laughs) So um, that's something that I always love. Anywhere I go traveling, if they've got a good museum, that's where I'm going. (laughs) Oh, nice. So, um, what is the most indispensable item that you have in your studio you can't live without? Um, definitely my MacBook Pro. Mm. Um, I actually just had a really big issue with my MacBook Pro, and mm. it basically just took me out of commission. I was not able to accept any jobs until I got it uh, replaced. Oh. So it's definitely, I can most assuredly tell you it is indispensable. <laughs> Um, since all of my work is digital for my clients. Um, so the MacBook Pro, um, the iPad, and Adobe Illustrator are things that I use every day in creating my client work. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> and then this brings up another question that you mentioned about. Um, so your setup, as far as when you're working with your MacBook, um, are you... Are you doing your illustrations as far as um, with a tablet or are you doing a Cintiq or I was kind of curious about your um, hardware setup. Yeah. 
Um, I used to work with a Cintiq, and I do have a Cintiq at home, um, but it's not super portable. Um, it's not the large Cintiq, so it still is portable, but there's a lot of um, wires and stuff, and you need an outlet and things like that. Um, so it's not the easiest to travel with or set up in a coffee shop or anything like that. Um, so I ended up with an iPad Pro for a more portable basis. Um, and I just plug that in and use a program called AstroPad to mirror my screen and just use my Apple Pencil um, and draw directly into the programs. So it kind of works similarly to a Cintiq, but there's a little less wiring. <laughs> um, I still do prefer the Cintiq, just the feel of it um, for working at home. Um, but the iPad has been really wonderful for um, traveling. Freelance is great for traveling and I do like to travel a lot. So um, the iPad definitely helps me stay um, mobile. <laughs> nice. And I, I was wondering, um, so as far as when you do your surface designs and so like the issue you had with your computer, I mean, do you just back up your stuff on a separate drive? I mean, cause I was thinking about that. I was like, what if you lost all your work, um, that yeah. was on your computer? What do you do for things like that that happen? Um, I honestly need to start revamping my system. Um, that's like kind of top of my to-do list right now. Um, but I keep backup of my hard drive, um, at home. So when I'm home, I back up my hard drive regularly. Um, the only problem that comes is if I'm traveling and I'm traveling or away from home for longer terms of time, then, um, it's not the most up to date and I need to, <laughs> I need to work on getting a system set up that's maybe cloud-based as well. Um, so I have the, the hard copy and then also the digital cloud copy as well. Gotcha. That's a good idea. So I was wondering if you could go back into a time machine and go back to your, um, younger self and provide yourself some advice about having an illustration business, what would you tell yourself? I think um, just some of the things that I've noticed are really important. Um, networking, obviously. <laughs> um, so, you know, don't burn bridges. Not that I'm that type of person, but I think that's just an important one. Um, you never know really where someone's going to end up that um, they'll be able to be in a position to help you out um, or vice versa. And um, then also I think actually graphic design plays a pretty important part in having an illustration business and promoting yourself um, as an illustrator, just even as a way of like presenting your portfolio in a nice, um, well-designed visual way. Um, you can be just the most amazing illustrator in the world, but if you present it badly, it's going to not reflect well on your actual illustration skills. So I think that's important, um, having that kind of graphic design base as well um, and some of those skill sets. And then also it kind of widens your um, appeal as an illustrator as well since those two industries overlap so much. Um so I've definitely found that graphic design has played a large part in um, my illustration jobs and business, at least. Um, but that's something I've also been interested in as well. And then um, 
Adobe Illustrator. <laughs> Adobe Illustrator has been super important. So um, I'd probably tell myself to get started on that a little bit sooner. <laughs> sure. I was, and this is another question because I, um, I had other um, illustrators I've interviewed. Um, do you feel like style is that big of it? Did you feel like, I mean, with your stuff, you can definitely see there's a specific look. Do you have to have a specific style for the surface design industry? Is it like people won't believe that, oh, well, we didn't think you could do this because we thought because of the way your portfolio looked. Do you feel like you have to have a very fairly consistent style with surface design to get work? Um, that's hard to say. I think um, having a versatile style doesn't hurt you okay. in a lot of senses, but I think just in the freelance illustration industry in general, um, it's hard to market yourself without having a little bit of a cohesive style, mm -hmm. um, which is a little understandable, I guess, because any client who approaches you wants to have a little bit of an idea of what the end result will look like. Um, so I've worked on kind of unifying my style a little bit, um, but I think being versatile and having different um, ways of doing things in different styles is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I just think in in the freelance world, it's, it's a little harder to um, market that unless you already have um, an established relationship with clients. Gotcha. Oh, and I was wondering, in surface design, so do you all, like, just, like, do you ever send out mailers? Because I would do that more with, children, with like, children's books, and I was wondering, like, <laughs> or are you just emailing, like, just, like, here's a link to my website, this is, you know, some of my design work, and, you know, kind of going into, like, what you could offer your client. Um, do, you, do you end up sending out, I mean postcards and stuff I, like that? I didn't know. I have not okay. um, sent out any mailers. Um, oh. I've had some made and I'm planning on sending out mailers, but it's more to kind of uh, appeal to that children's book industry, which okay. I'm also interested in. Mm -hmm. um, but I found that the surface design, it's, I don't, I don't think mailers can hurt necessarily. Okay. Um, but I think a lot of people these days are moving a little bit more digital. Um, so it's always nice to receive a physical piece of mail, but I think maybe some art directors are just inundated all the time with requests. Mm -hmm. So it's like it goes straight in the trash mm -hmm. um, okay. or they just prefer having it all in one place and in a digital organization. It's easier to organize things and, and artists and stuff that you might want to hold on to in a digital sense than it is in a physical sense. Um, but, Good to know. you know, I'm, there might be some out there too that prefer that physical mailer. Oh, and then I thought another question. Oh, the class that you mentioned you were going to teach in the summer. Were you, were yeah. you going to teach it? Where could you mention where you were teaching that at? Um, SCAD. Oh, actually. awesome! <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I'll have to yeah, sign up so for that if uh, you end up teaching that. Yeah, because I would. Well, it's, yeah. it's actually um, summer swarm, so it's it's the oh. high school students. Okay, <laughs> bummer. Um, Sure. Yeah. Maybe I could squeeze in. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely be open okay. to teaching workshops or anything like that if they ever wanted me to. Oh, um, but for now, it's just been summer swarm. Oh, okay. Um, and it's a repeat pattern making class. Okay. Gotcha. Well, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm very excited. I've 
going to go back to um, get my master's degree full time because I'm actually an art teacher during my day job. And it's been a hard road to do, manage everything and do it as well as I felt that I could. And so now it's kind of like I want to double down in this because um, this is where I'm really intensely interested in and it's like I always felt like as a teacher because I've taught for 11 years now and before that I was a graphic designer and freelance illustrator for about 10 years and I always I feel like I want to do a certain level for my teaching and my customer service Mm -hmm. in that area and I felt like it was really tough to do everything as well so I'm really looking forward to I'm sad to leave um, the students that are very sweet but yeah um, I am uh, ready to kind of focus more on um, my thesis and my own work. So I'm very excited. I completely understand that. Yeah, it's a little hard to juggle, you know, working and doing uh, as a student full time and especially working on that thesis, too. Um, it's hard to feel like you're giving everything to um, something when you've got so many things that you're trying to be really good at, you know, working on <laughs> So I totally understand that. Any tips you would recommend to somebody who's um, pursuing a graduate degree in illustration, like to kind of help them develop, I guess, um, their thesis to like, you know, um, that helped you out or something that seemed to work for you? Yeah, um, I had a hard time coming up with what I wanted to do for my thesis. Um, I felt a little lost and... The advice that helped me, which it sounds like you might have a better idea of what you want to do than I did, Um, but the advice that really helped me was figure out what you really enjoy doing, um, what you like drawing, Mm -hmm. and what you want to end up doing with your art afterwards. So if you're interested in that surface design market, go in that direction or have something that you can fit into that um, and appeal to employers and clients afterwards, because really it's about creating that kind of body of work um, in in what you want to be doing. So you want to be creating something that you're not going to be bored with mm-hmm. and you're not going to be tired of and that you can then basically package and show to clients and say, this is what I do. This is what I can do. Give me more work that's similar to this. Um, so that helped me in figuring out what direction I wanted to go in with my thesis and the work there. Um, so I just kind of targeted in on what I enjoyed and what I liked drawing and where I wanted to go with it afterwards. Nice. Well, thank you so much for that advice. That makes me feel better as far as direction. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I, it gives me hope because I go like, oh, you know, like she went to SCAD for undergrad, then she went for her master's <laughs> and she's doing all this amazing work. And um, yeah, so I'm, I feel like it took me a long time to kind of have that certain mindset. I don't know what it was. I, well, I was busy teaching, but it was kind of like, I realized that my, it's not like I'm competing with everybody else out there. I'm basically, when I'm working on things, am I improving my skills as an artist? Am I better than the artist I was six months ago? Because we all kind of go into different areas. Our styles are different. There's a huge breadth of different looks in surface design and children's books. That's another thing that appeals to me because you you can do something completely different and find your own, I think, niche for it in the business. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I really like. Um, and I feel like there's um, 
some really great camaraderie. As far as the children's book industry of the people that I've talked to, they are so mm-hmm. nice and uh, just mm-hmm. like you, willing to, you know, answer questions or, you know, this is the what the market is like. So I think, um, yeah, yeah I think that's such a great mindset too. Um, because yeah, everyone, that's what's so great about, you know, this creative mm-hmm. discipline is everyone has something to offer and it's unique. Um, so really your main competition is yourself. It's just, you know, you're never going to stop growing. And when you stop growing, it's like, you know, that's not a good thing. (laughs) It's like, it's just like, you know, it's having that motivation to keep working and creating and learning. Mm -hmm. And, um, I have been watching tutorials on LinkedIn's um, uh, videos on Adobe Illustrator brushes. Cause I, uh, yeah, yeah, after I saw your message, uh, you had um, replied (laughs) back and I was like, you know, I think I need to watch some more videos on that. And I have used (laughs) Illustrator. Actually the project I did for um, Professor Constantine's class, I did it all in Adobe Mm -hmm. Illustrator because um, probably the one thing about Photoshop, I actually prefer making the patterns in Photoshop, but the ease of the production side of it is so much easier in Illustrator because yeah. I tried to do a color separation one time for a t-shirt design in Photoshop. I was about ready to turn oh, my no. hair out. <laughs> I was like, this is so hard. I was going to have my students do this for my their graphic design project. And I was mm-hmm. like, there is no way. They're going to want to like, <laughs> they're going to overthrow my class and be like, we are not doing this lady. This is insane. <laughs> so like Adobe Illustrator is so much easier doing the the separations. And so um, uh-huh. I decided, I was like, I have to abandon Photoshop. And I've got to <laughs> jump over to Illustrator. So it was a good thing because it kind of forced me to like get back into the swing of using it. Um, so yeah. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, I definitely, I, I feel you completely. I was totally a Photoshop person before, and, you know, it was just certain things in, in the jobs that I was doing. I was doing a lot of jobs for, like you said, the t-shirt. I was working for a t-shirt company, um, so screen printing and separating those colors and, um, you know, scaling them and stuff like that. It just, mm-hmm. Illustrator has got some really great benefits in, in that production side of things. And then also the the surface patterns, the pattern tool, just it's it's really great. <laughs> it makes it really easy. <laughs> so the last question we have is one of those deep questions. So at the end of your life, you've made all the art that you've wanted and you've lived a full life. If there could be nothing left behind of your existence but a note you've written with three final truths, what would those truths be? This one's a really hard question <laughs> for me. Um, I think, I think it's important to enjoy your life. Um, so finding what you enjoy and what you love, um, or, or following your dreams <laughs> to get a little bit cliche with it. Um, I think that's important. Um, because at the end of your life, you don't want to have compromised on that and your personal happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think it's important not to give up. Uh, if you're, if you find something worth fighting for or like pursuing, um, there's definitely always going to be setbacks and, um, not getting discouraged and giving up. I think that's important. Um, and then it's also really important to take care of yourself, take care of yourself physically and take care of yourself mentally. Um, do what you need to do to keep healthy and happy. Um, I think that's really important as well. And it's easy to forget about. (laughs) Nice. Well, 
Courtney, thank you so much for all your advice and insight into your professional life as a um, surface designer. I am so glad I could speak to you. This has been so helpful to me and my journey towards um, parts of my thesis. So thank you so I'm much. <laughs> it's been great chatting to you. Oh, thank you so much for reaching out. Oh, well, I, I'm so glad I did. So um, everybody, this is um, My Creative Life. Thank you for listening. Bye.